0: Friends, you are here for episode 44 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And this is going to be a really fun discussion, hopefully, kind of a a little bit more lighthearted, maybe, than than some of our topics when we think about loving God and ourselves and our family, loving our people well. Today, we're talking about happiness. We're talking about satisfaction. How do we find happiness in our day to day life, satisfaction, and joy in our relationships? contentment in our life, even when things are not picture perfect, not exactly what we wished for or hoped for or planned for. If we can't figure out how to enjoy the life we actually have, um, we're not going to really be as happy or as content or as satisfied as we could be. Or as I would argue, Jesus wants us to be and expects us to be and allows us to be. So that is a lot. That's kind of a, that's a high bar. Let's be honest. How do we find contentment? How do we find happiness? How do we find joy? Even when things around us aren't looking the way that we hoped that they would. So we're going to talk about that today. I think it's going to be a really encouraging discussion. We're going to give a lot of examples of um, different people, different relationships, how we can love them well in the moment that we are in, rather than getting stuck in the future stuck in the past and uh, not actually living in the moment right in front of us and we're going to finish out the discussion you're going to want to stick around to the end my friends because we're still going to talk about close things out talking about okay when we're happy when we're content we're accepting where we are at today how can we still set goals and work toward improving ourselves and our relationships because That is a part of life. We want to be moving forward and investing in ourselves and our family life. So it's gonna be a really fun conversation. And before we jump into all of that, I am going to ask you to save the date, my friends. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think I teased this last week, but I hadn't really thought it out yet. Um, but here's the fact, my friends, we are in October and at the end of this month, we are going to hit episode number 50 of this podcast, which is is super exciting. So in our episode on Friday, I'm going to have a few more details for you. Um, But what we're going to do, we're going to have two big celebrations, um, kind of on two different fronts to celebrate you to celebrate what God is doing through this podcast through our community. We are going to have a giveaway in the week leading up to the 50th episode so that I can announce our winner in the 50th episode, a podcast review giveaway. So that's going to be really fun. I have resources planned for you that will help you in all the pillars of the podcast, loving God, loving yourself, loving your family. Um, That's going to be totally free and lots of fun and very encouraging. So stay tuned for that giveaway. That'll be the week of the 18th, and I'll have more details in Friday's episode. But then I also want you, my friends, to save the date for Wednesday, October 27th. 2021. So if you're listening to This Way in the Future, I'm sorry you missed it, but there will be other things coming up to be excited about. But what we're going to be doing on the 27th, that is the day after our 50th episode, and we're going to have our very first live workshop in the private Facebook group, which you can join right now. The link is in the show notes. We are going to be digging into um, some practical strategies as well as biblical encouragement for how when life is crazy and driving us crazy, we can stay calm. We can stay connected with our people. We can manage those emotions, whatever it is that's starting to uh, get us frustrated, get us angry, starting to build up those emotions. We are going to dig deep into that emotional control so we can stay calm and connected with our people. So I know that you are going to want to be a part of that. It's going to be a live workshop event on Wednesday, the 27th, inside the free private Facebook group. So you are totally invited to join. You can grab that link right now in the show notes. You will hear more about it over the next few weeks. And I hope that you're excited to join us for our 50th episode celebration, a giveaway right here on the podcast, a free training workshop in the Facebook group. Y'all, it is going to be fun. I am excited. But with all of that in mind, let me offer one other quick resource that I'm pretty sure I already actually recorded this episode. I'm going back to record this intro now that I've actually planned out the giveaway and the workshop. And I realized I had marked um, that a helpful freebie for today's conversation might be my 51 self-care ideas list. But then when I listened back to the episode, I was like, shoot, I didn't even mention it. <laughs> and y'all know that, that that happens sometimes. You get caught up in the moment, right? Caught up in the topic. Um but I do think that the 51 self-care ideas list would be a helpful resource for you if our conversation today about finding happiness in the actual moment that you are in, in the actual relationship that you are in today, um that might be really helpful for you. So that link is also in the show notes. All right, my friends, that's a lot of information. We got a giveaway, we got a workshop, we've got a freebie. But right now, we have a conversation about the key to happiness, intimacy, and healthy relationships, loving your actual life. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. So let's kick off with a story, because I wonder if this has ever happened to you, and this... Well, I'm not going to say it has happened to me. It just happened to me, okay, my friends. And it is actually the reason why we're talking about this topic today. So I have recently been reading some books on decluttering. We live in in a smaller sized house and we have three little kids. And, you know, there's a lot going on. And so stuff tends to pile up. So I've been intentionally trying to declutter. So the other day I decluttered a sewing machine. I put it in the car, I took it to the thrift store and I donated it. This is a sewing machine that I've had for 10 years, I mean possibly longer, I don't remember when I actually got it. It's been in the closet for as long as I can remember of my adult married life. It's also a sewing machine that still lives in the box because I have never opened it. It's a sewing machine that I owned for 10 years, that I stored in my home for 10 years that I never took out, never learned how to use, but I always wanted to. I always saw myself as someone who, you know, I'm gonna get married and have kids, and I really wanna be that, like, crunchy granola mom who mends all of our clothing, and maybe I'll even make some of these dresses for my cute little girls, and we're never gonna eat processed food, everything's gonna be cooked from scratch every day. Like, I had these, visions in my head these goals these dreams for the type of mom that I wanted to be and it included a mom who could sew for her kids who could fix the hem on the pants and fix the rip and put together the cute totally original outfit for my kids because I have a sewing machine and I know how to use it so feel free to laugh at me my friends if that is so far away from anything that you have ever dreamed about but the reality of my life is that i am not that mom i don't anticipate taking the time to learn how to use a sewing machine i want to keep my kids fully clothed and i do know how to mend a button if a button falls off i can fix it if there's a tiny little rip in a shirt i can fix it and then it's probably a junk t-shirt but you know you can wear it when you're doing yard work or something like that i simply am not the person who is creating these original outfits and sewing things together and making all the things and i finally got to a point of accepting that now i'm not going to say that this sewing machine has been hanging over my head for the last 10 years that i've been feeling guilty about not using it it's been just kind of in the background in the closet taking up space but I've let it sit there for 10 years and it got me thinking when I finally got it out of the house there was a sense of freedom there was a sense of acceptance that that was a vision that I had for a long time and hey that would be nice if that was who I am but you know what it's not and that's okay and it really made me think about how important it is that I love my actual life, that I am happy with my role as a mom, with the way that I engage with my family, with the way that I move forward and love people and engage in the life that God has given me. And so this is hopefully a bit of a silly story for you, but we've all probably had that crazy decluttering experience And I want to talk about this today. I want to talk about how important it is to love our actual life and our actual people. Not the vision that we have of what it could be or should be or might have been, but what it actually is. And this actually connects back to, oh, let me look back at the episode number. We had an episode not that long ago about expectations and how important it is that we have realistic expectations of ourselves and others. That was episode 35 at the beginning of September. So this kind of builds on that idea. But particularly, we're looking at contentment and satisfaction in the life that we have today. Let me pause for my disclaimer. I am a licensed therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. It's not personal or professional advice. Check out the link in the show notes um, to some previous episodes if you do think counseling might be helpful for you. Okay, let's circle back here. My main point that I want us all to walk away with, and I'm going to repeat it because if I've learned anything as a counselor, it's that you got to say things many, many, many times for it to maybe sink in one time. (laughs) main point here, my friends, is that we are all happier with our life and we're happier in our relationships if we accept them for what is true, good and beautiful about them, not what we wish was true or good or beautiful. And we're going to talk about some specific examples of people in our life that we need to find acceptance, we need to find some satisfaction and some contentment within these specific relationships. But let me hit on two pieces of this uh, life satisfaction puzzle first. Number one, I think, or at least I, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying if something bad has happened in your life, if you are at a place today that is so far away from what you imagined, maybe you've lost a child or you've lost a spouse, or a a traumatic event has happened in your life, it is, of course, going to be very difficult to find contentment and satisfaction today. Certainly until there's a level of healing with whatever it is that we have lost or whatever it is that has pushed our life in a direction that's so far off from what we had hoped for and expected and dreamed about. So I am not at all, my friends, trying to diminish your grief or your pain about what your life might look like today. What I am trying to nudge us toward is living into God's command for his people to be content. We see this over and over again in the letters that Paul wrote to the early church in the New Testament. Over and over again, Paul is highlighting the hardship of his life. He, I mean, gosh, he's been shipwrecked and he's been beaten and he's been thrown in jail and people have lied about him and horrible things have happened to Paul. And yet he talks about his contentment. I don't have the verse right in front of me. I should have looked it up, but we're just going to go with it. This is what I do in the counseling room. If a verse is popping in my head and I can't remember right where it's from, I'll say, I think it's in Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, somewhere in there, somewhere in there. Paul has a beautiful description of how he finds contentment, whether he has much or whether he has little. And that is what I want us to press into today. It is completely okay to experience grief or to experience disappointment and even some, some level of discouragement when our life moves in a direction that's way off, that's really difficult, that's very painful. That is okay. And that does not erase God's call on our life to be thankful and to find contentment. All the things that happen to us are within his control and we don't always understand them. We definitely do not always understand them. But if we choose to trust God, then we are trusting that even these things that don't make sense to us and that bring us pain, he is turning it around. He is using it somehow for good for his glory and for our good. So I want us all to walk into this conversation with that foundation. That life is hard and learning how to love our actual life, our actual relationships, learning to find contentment and satisfaction and accept the people around us does not mean that we're not going to experience grief and disappointment and and a lot of hard emotions. So with that in mind, let's talk about some examples. We need to love God for who he actually is not for what we've gotten from him or who we want him to be or what we hope that we're going to get from him. If he answers our prayer request with a big old yes, we need to actually read the Bible, talk to God in prayer and love him for who he actually is. This is sometimes a lot easier said than done because there's a lot of passages in the Bible that are really hard for us to wrestle with or even understand. And I would encourage you to check out a free resource from Love Your People Well, the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. If you struggle to read the Bible and pray and understand it, that's a resource that might really help you kick off um, a new daily habit of leaning into who God is so that you can love him for who he actually is. There's a link in the show notes if you want to get the Holy Habits freebie. We also need to love ourselves for who we actually are. I need to accept the reality that I am not a mom who sews her kids' clothes. Nope, I don't even own the sewing machine anymore. That would have been fun, maybe, but apparently it was never actually urgent enough, actually meaningful enough for me to invest the time in learning how to do it, let alone get talented enough at it that I could make an outfit that I would not be embarrassed for my child to wear. We need to love ourselves for our actual talents and strengths and seasons of life. We are not loving ourselves for who we imagine that we could be or who we plan to be or even who we remember that we were. For myself, as an example, I can look back before I got married on what my quiet times looked like with the Lord. And it's just there's a lot of nostalgia there. I in some ways wish that I could go back to that but my life looked very different in that season and if that is how I define intimacy with the Lord then I'm going to be very unhappy and dissatisfied today because it's just not possible when I have a husband and I have kids and and all the things so first we need to love God for who he actually is we need to love ourselves for who we actually are We also need to love our husbands for who he actually is. We're not loving him for how we hope to change him, who we hope he will become one day. We are not trying to shape him or let's be honest, manipulate him into becoming someone else. We need to love our husband through thick and thin, through poor and rich. We need to love him for health and sickness. We need to love our husband for who he actually is is. And we are going to talk at the end of our conversation today, the end of the episode about how do we set goals and try to improve things or move forward while we are still accepting our actual life. But the fourth example here is that we need to love our kids for who they actually are, not just the memories of their childhood years, not just for the dreams that we have of their future, not for the personality traits or talents that Maybe they do have, or maybe you just fool yourself into thinking that they have. We need to love our kids for who they actually are. A fifth example here, my friends, is that we need to love our church, our local church that we are a part of, for what it actually is. What is it? It's a local community of believers with great intentions to love God and neighbor who will fall short sometimes because they're human and if we use that as an excuse to disengage or to hop from church to church or to get discouraged and um, grumbly and complainy about all those church people around us we're ultimately just hurting ourselves if we are falling short of loving our church for what it actually is now does that mean that we stay in an unhealthy spiritual place if the pastor is preaching something against the gospel or all of the people, there's just a atmosphere of gossip and mom guilt and shame and legalism. I mean, there are some unhealthy church congregations out there. And if that's the case, then it's worth praying about and possibly seeking a different church so that you can plug in there, set down your roots and embrace that church family wherever we are. We need to be realistic and we need to be able to accept our church as a community of people who are trying and undoubtedly are often failing. Here's another example, friends. We need to love our friends for who they actually are, not who they were when you first met. We don't love our friends because of how their kids treat our kids. We need to get to know them person to person and find our satisfaction in the relationship that we actually have with them in this season of life. And another example I would highlight, which is not specifically a relationship, but we need to be able to find contentment in our home, our job, our health. We need to be able to love our actual life. There are so many people who go through life wishing for the bigger home and waiting for the better job and complaining about their health problems all day long. Now, that's not to say that you don't have health problems, but it is to say that if Paul can find contentment because he knows God, regardless of the incredible difficulties he's going through, we can find contentment in our life because we have the same God. We can focus on gratitude, we can focus on our blessings rather than focusing on our pain points and our struggles. So these are just some examples, my friends, but I think that we all have those, those visions in mind of like, who am I going to be and who are my kids going to grow up to be and how my life is going to be so great if XYZ thing would possibly change, then everything would be perfect. And, you know, maybe that thing would happen and things might be better in some ways. Plenty of times that thing happens and there's all sorts of negative consequences of it that we did not expect. But the reality is if we do not find a way to find contentment in this life, this season with our actual people, we're not going to be happy. We're going to be waiting or wishing or grumbling. So let's circle back to that question of, okay, If I'm trying to accept my life as it is today, I'm not going to hold on to the sewing machine and the dream of the future. I want to love my actual life. How do I set goals? How do I move forward and try to improve things? Where is the balance there? And where I like to focus here is, well, number one in prayer, to focus first on gratitude and thanksgivings to notice and be intentional about noticing the wonderful things about my life and specifically about God and his character and his faithfulness to me. And then from there in prayer, in conversation with God, the Holy spirit is usually very easily able to point out and he does it gently, but he'll point out areas of weakness or possibly even sins that I'm not even thinking about as a sin or patterns of behavior that are unhelpful or unhealthy, the Holy Spirit will point us toward places where we can deal with our weaknesses or even build on our strengths. Many times the goals that we have are not necessarily about fixing a problem, it's about making something that's amazing in our life even better. As an example there, in the Facebook group where you can totally join us. There's a link in the show notes. We would love to have you in the Facebook group. We've been starting a thing called, um, that I'm calling at least, Monday Mini Goals. Like what is your mini goal this week to love your people well, with what your schedule looks like, with what's going on in your life, in your world. And some of those mini goals have been things like, my husband has a really stressful week coming up at work, so I'm gonna try to give him, you know, a two to three minute little neck rub every night. That's a great goal. That doesn't mean that you're not happy in your marriage today or that there's problems going on. It just means you're trying to love your husband a little bit better this week in a specific way. Or we've had um, some goals about uh, getting up 10 minutes earlier in the morning so I can have time to read the Bible. That doesn't mean you're dissatisfied in your relationship with God. It might mean that there's um, some sin issues there or something the Holy Spirit is specifically pushing you toward. But ultimately, what it means is you're trying to press into that relationship with God even bigger, even stronger. We've had some mini goals, like um, keeping a list of ways that you can engage with your kids throughout the day, and purposely pulling that out. <laughs> you know, you got five minutes, pull it out, and do one of the activities with your kids, where again you can be very content and happy and love your life and try to build on that great relationship that you already have with your kids. Try to invest even more into that relationship. And so I think when we struggle with that balance, how do I have contentment but also have goals, we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Because if we are listening to the Holy Spirit, if we are pressing into God, that is ultimately where we find our contentment. Paul, the Apostle Paul, was not content because his life was beautiful on the outside. He was content because he knew Jesus and he had the Holy Spirit living in him. And my friend, if you have given your life to Christ, you have the exact same power that Paul did. You have the Holy Spirit in your life. You have Jesus as your Savior. And that is where we find our contentment and our satisfaction and the more that we press into what we are thankful for and the blessings that we have the easier it is then to hear the holy spirit when he points out a problem maybe that we need to address in our life or an opportunity to build up and encourage and and strengthen our relationships so friends i don't know what it is that you might need to declutter in your vision of who you are and who your family is and what your home is like and what it's going to be. But I would encourage you to just pause today and look around, literally to pause. If you're standing in your kitchen, pause. If you're walking past the bathroom, pause. If you're um, having coffee with your kid, well, maybe you're having coffee and they're having milk, (laughs) whatever it is, to pause. Pause and look around and identify for yourself specific things that you are thankful for the people that you're around, specific things with them, personality traits or aspects of your relationship that you are thankful for. And the more that we focus there on what's actually happening around us and where can we be thankful, the more that we can give God thanks and glory for that, the happier we'll be. The more we will love our actual life and our actual people. So friends, I would love to know your thoughts on this episode. Um, pop into the Facebook group and let me know, or you can um, you can connect with me on Instagram. It's at loveyourpeoplewell. You can get a ton of free resources on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash resources, including the Holy Habits Challenge, including a conflict resolution checklist and a, a list of self-care ideas. Uh, there's all sorts of things on the website. But even with those resources, my friend, don't let my offer of those make you think, that something is missing, something is lacking. You can't be happy until XYZ happens. You can be happy because Jesus is here. He has already done everything necessary for your happiness and your blessing and your contentment. So press into him, my friends. Connect with me, I would love to connect with you. Uh, Join us in the Facebook group. And with all of that in mind, hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, If this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.